Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans. Oh, God. It's, it's echoing, echoing again. again. So I'm, I'm just going to unmute everybody here. here. We're not going to do this because it's stupid. stupid. And I'm going to pull myself back in. Charles, take over. All right. Well, hello then. Welcome to a Let's Talk CFL podcast number 313. And uh, we're off to a bang-up start here tonight. I am Charles Cliff. You heard uh, Christopher Jones. Uh, he was having a bit of an issue with his phone. He'll be back here in just a moment. I'm, I'm here, here. Um, Oh, he's there. He's there's almost no, it's echoing again. It's kind of echoing. Yeah, I know. It's like you're echoing, though. It's almost like there's two of you. Um that's, that's scary, scary just, just having, having one. one. Yeah, well, that's a little bit better there. No, it's, no, not. it's not. Oh, there's no echo. I can I argue with myself. myself. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I can only hear it faintly now. It's not as bad as it was. Oh, oh it's, it's terrible for me. Okay, hey, you guys, you guys go ahead. I'm not, I cannot do a show like this, and it, unless I get a direct connect back, I, I'm not in. Okay. Well, welcome, and Hello. Uh, we'll see if CJ can, uh, can, uh, me, uh, come on back in here. Uh, so good evening. Welcome to Let's Talk CFL 313 for this day, uh, March 14th, 2019. Hey, we're getting closer and closer to the CFL season. I just wanted to, uh, let everyone know we tried this again on the last show last week, so, uh, we're trying again this week. Uh, but we've got a show chat. One, two, one, two, on one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. And there was no echo this time. CJ, are you there? You're calling oh, well, into I your show. That's already connected. There he is. Yeah, you're you're connected. I hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, you are here. Welcome. Uh, let's see. Anyways, uh, just to go back, we'll wait and see if CJ can connect with us. Uh, so, um, welcome to the uh, show. Uh, just letting you know, we have our, we tried this last week, we have our live chat, our show, or like a game day chat. We put that up again on the Let's Talk CFL Facebook page. So if you're listening along with us tonight and want to chime in, go to the Let's Talk CFL page. We will be, I just put it up, sorry for the picture, I kind of did it, uh, Last second, but it's there. It's under not my name, so uh, let us know you're there and um, come on in. Uh, welcome uh, to the show, and I've been yammering on, and we've been having some phone issues. But uh, let's bring in the other people, because people are probably tired of sitting there saying, why are we still listening to this idiot? So let's bring up other people. Let's go 780. Good evening, Chris. How are you tonight? Good, good. It's uh Nice bombing evening here, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk football. Yes, 
It's actually got nicer here. Two days ago we had snow, and today it was 12 degrees. Go figure. Now, all right, another balmy place this time of year, or maybe not so much, is Winnipeg, and that's where we're going to go to um, uh, speak with Mark. Good evening, Mark. Uh, how's everybody doing? Well, we're doing a lot better than Blog Talk seems to be tonight. Yeah, they're yeah. I mean, they're they're fun little um, they're fun little um, issues here, so it yeah, happens. It's all- it's always something different. Yes, of uh, course. That's uh, the fun of blog talk. Quick little story. We had the Boston Bruins in at the hotel today for food and all that crap. And uh, I was standing beside Zdeno Chara. I came up to a. I'm five foot nine. I came up to his waist. I was going to say, do you have a sore neck now? Oh, the funniest part is he was walking with um, Patrice Bergeron. Oh God, that's like yeah. that's like. That's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and twins standing next yep. to one another. Ridiculously. <laughs> one's a big giant, one's a little guy. And in a suit, Charles looks even more like Lurch from the Adam Oh, family. God. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Yep. Yep. All right. So I noticed on the uh, Let's Talk CFL Facebook page, Will McDonald chimed in and said, I'm here. He's also with us on the phone tonight. Good evening, Will. I'm here. Are you here? Yes, you are We're there. We're all here. We're all here. We're all here. Except he's, for CJ. Except for CJ. He's having some issues. He can't get in. Oh, well. I wonder, would it be better, Can we? should we try dialing him in? Maybe that'll help. Why don't you try that? Because he says he's dead and he can't get in. Well, so. Why don't we try that? Because that might help, actually. Um, uh, I, Jesus, I wrote that in the wrong place. Should we... Call you. Call you. We'll see what happens there. Because I think if we call him, it might work better. Um, Maybe. Yeah. So we're getting things going here tonight. And we're getting closer now. What are we, March 15th? So we're at the middle of March right now. So we're getting... The season's getting closer. You know, they're doing the combines. Pretty soon, I think, teams will be getting together for uh, mini camps. Although, I wonder if they will be, because I don't know, because of the labor dispute. Um, I don't know. So, we'll just try. I'm just going to try and call CJ and see if that helps. Um, I'm going to try it here. What is uh, 6.04? Is CJ, are you on the line there? Oh, he's just calling himself in. Oh, sorry, did I not put that in hold? Uh, no, but nope. that's okay. You can hear but you're you. in. We I don't can hear you. I don't well, have you an don't. echo. I don't hear an echo either. There's well, only one good. of you, thank God. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like 114 years old then. It's two of us. Mm-hmm. Come on, that was funny. Hey, okay, Charles. So yeah. where are you? What's happening? Are you Are you there, Charles? I'm here. Okay, should I do it, Charles? Yes, you should. Okay. One, two, three, cover your ears. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Christopher. Happy birthday to you. I thought about muting him. Why? You didn't do it quick enough. I have such a pure radio voice. 
You do. Well, thank you. I appreciate I that think. immensely. Yeah, you know what? That's from the heart. I know that that came right from your heart. I you realize it, that. You realize that I have at tears. work, I, I at work, I am the I am the happy birthday singer, mm-hmm. and the way we do it at work is the boss guy walks up to somebody with a gift, and I come up behind <laughs> him and I sing that song at the loudest I possibly can. Most people shit their pants. It's kind of funny. Anyways, cool, cool. very cool. Okay, well, can we're we talk here. about football now? Yes. Please. We are. Now that seems like we've got some semblance of uh, it going now. Thank you, Blog Talk. We have it. I got, I got an agenda here. Let's take a look. Do yep. you complaining about ticket prices? Travis Jose, Ricky Ray, NCAA, um, scandal. We got a scandal. We don't have any scandal here. We, we don't, we don't get to talk about the scandal. Come on. Oh my goodness. It's on there. Don't see if related. So never mind. Okay. It was, a, it was oh, we on do there. right at the bottom. Sorry. Yes. My con. My my bad. My bad. Um, can we talk about something else that's not on the agenda? Because it, I just posted. Sure. It. It's so funny. It's so funny. The Daily Caller has said, "Don't expect to see Johnny Manziel suiting up for the Antonio Commanders in the AAF anytime soon." It was reported that the American Football League this week, coming on the the heels of being tossed out of the CFL, has decided that they will not offer him a contract. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Mm Mm-hmm. He had one chance. He blew blew it. it. Yep. He had the chance in the CFL, and he screwed the pooch. Is anybody oh, surprised? No. Put your hand. I don't see any hands. Nobody's surprised. What a joke. Move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, reports indicate the Alouettes are close to being sold. Would this be a positive step in the right direction? It's a positive step in the wrong direction. What? Who's pushing buttons? Not me. I'm not even on the screen. No. I don't have that. There is no host right now. So we can't push any buttons. You might want to direct connect as host now again, Charles. I could do that. Just because. And then you'll have control of the, or we'll have the control panel up. Because right now it keeps telling me to end the episode. Well, I have the control panel up because typically when it does that, it says end the episode or you can press continue and it'll continue. But I've got the control panel up right now. Mm-hmm. And I can press button. Let's talk CFL. There we go. I didn't do that. That was me. That was okay. me. I was just showing you how I could press buttons. I have no buttons to press. Oh, I do. Well, I'm happy for you. Okay, sure. me too. Well. Okay. <clears throat> While you're playing with that, um, the Alouettes are... We're, we're saying that – now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wetnall, who owns this team, uh, had stated that they will never sell this football team, right? The old man was running the team, and now his son is managing the team, which is – he's obviously doing a very, very poor job. So do you think they're trying to unload this team and that somebody is actually going to buy it? And it did say that there was a former CFL player – that wants to buy the team, if I'm correct, and I don't really 
remember where that was. But um, how does a C- former CFL player come up with enough money to buy a football team? He's the head of a local group. It's, I was going to say, uh, it's not him by himself. Yeah, no, it's the head of a group. So he's a figurehead. Yeah, he's from Montreal. He would have to be a figurehead because I don't think he would have a lot of money. No. Not enough to buy a CFL team, but if there's 10, 10 guys, then it would be fine, I would think. And that's what I think you're going to see there, full local ownership. See, the problem with that is, and we we had that issue in, in B.C. many years ago, is that people who have just enough money to buy a football club, as soon as it starts to lose money, they bail. It's already losing money hand over fist. Right. And only a billionaire can afford that to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? A, a, a bunch of semi-rich people can't. I think this is a very negative step. I, I, I don't like this at all. This is not how this is supposed to be done. I don't know. Just thoughts, Chris? Um, uh, it just, it just reeks of trouble to me. It just, it just, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, they said they'd never sell and now, I mean, obviously it's not doing well and they haven't really solved much on the field and are they really going to do much better this year and how much money are they willing to lose? And I don't know, it kind of just feels like not quite the same, but like an Ottawa situation in the past where, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. So um, we've all worried that they were going to be in trouble if they continued to perform like they are. And now with Manziel gone, and I I just, yeah, I really hope they don't fold. I, uh, I'd i hate to see that happen. But that's kind of the feeling I'm getting is it's not, not healthy. <clears throat> well, I don't think the league is going to keep them alive. No, they can't afford to do that. They haven't in the past. Not Montreal. Why would they continue? No. Toronto, maybe, not Montreal. Toronto, the league has said that Toronto and Vancouver cannot fold as franchises. Anybody else can. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds very arrogant coming from a BC Lions fan, but Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that um, they'll lose the uh, TV agreements with TSN. Yep. So... Um, if there's no TV rights, then $40 million a year leaves the CFL. The CFL folds. So they have to keep Vancouver and Toronto propped up. Yep. And yeah, that sounds very arrogant coming from a BC Lions fan, but facts is facts, and I'm sorry about it. Your, all of your teams are disposable. Or just, should I say expendable. It's the riders that are disposable or flushable. Or never mind. Had to get a jab in there against the riders sometime. Will, what's your thoughts, Alowitz? New ownership. Is this a type of a group that you want to do, see do it? I mean, we know nothing about the group itself, so it's very premature for us to be trashing them. But uh, I hope they have deep pockets. That's all I can say. Because we this, can't afford. We can't afford the team to fold. There's no doubt about it. We can't afford that. No. Big problem if that happens. 
Well, we all know what happens when that happens. Winnipeg, yep. back to Winnipeg the East. Get, Winnipeg back gets to the Grey Cup because they're, they're in the East. Woo-wee. They're in the Grey Cup every year. That could be the best thing ever to happen to the Bombers. Yeah, they, okay with that. they were in the Eastern Division for how many years? They couldn't get us to the Grey Cup. Jesus. We got into the years Cup, in we county. Yes, true, true statement. Couldn't beat the Lions in 2011. With Swaggerville. With Swaggerville, too. Oh, my God. And, yeah, now the mayor of Swaggerville is on your team. Yes, so. I still you know what that? We're just cruising. We're cruising to the cup this year. Boom, all the way. <clears throat> Mark, what's your thoughts on the LOS? Do they need to be sold? I don't know if they necessarily need to be sold. Wet and Halls do have deep pockets, and they've stuck by the team. I'm not too sure about the son as the owner because, well, he still hasn't fired Cavis Reed. Hello. Um, but the local ownership group, there is a lot of money in Montreal. There's a lot yeah. of money there. So, like we, like you said, we don't know who the ownership group is any of that. So until this uh, Zerkowski, usually he's right. So it could be a case of Wet and Hall's just kicking the tires on selling it too. Mm-hmm. But Zerkowski usually is pretty close to what's going on. So, But uh, I did see something somewhere that somebody connected to the Alouettes denied this story. Uh, Wet and Hall did. Andrew Wet and Hall did. Oh, yeah. it was, okay, the, that's who it was. Okay. Andrew Wettenhall denied the story at their their uh, jersey launch ceremony, but it's still getting traction. Here, here's the problem that I have with this: super rich people don't necessarily get around with get along with other super rich people. Okay. In other words, you wouldn't see Bob Young and David Braley partner on a team. Because they don't need a partner on a team. You know what I mean? You don't need a partner. Why would you take one on? So not one of these people could stand alone and purchase this team. So they have to do it in a group. It could be two or three. None of them have deep pockets. Or it's two or three of them. You look at the Winnipeg Jets, and I know it's a vastly different monetary value. But... There's two owners to the Jets. Mark Chipman is the face of the team. He owns True North Sports Entertainment and some other stuff. And then there's Jim Thompson, who's one of the richest men in Canada. Yep. He's there. They've got two owners. He's, he, Thompson <clears throat> owns the team. That's all he has to do with it. Chipman does all the day-to-day Right, and I'm not disputing that, but there's a huge difference in Canada between a hockey team and a football team. Oh, no, for sure. For sure there is. But it's a lot cheaper to run a football team than a hockey team. Oh, shit. Are you serious? To buy a football team is less than the payroll for a month. Yeah. So, you know, if there's two or three guys in Montreal that want (laughs) to... Buy the team, and they have the money. It could oh, be somebody's I'm not, I'm not arguing with them. Yeah. I can just, 
past experience with ownership groups has not fared well in this league. Oh, no, for sure. Or you could be somebody looking for a tax loss. Isn't that why Braley held on to it for a while, too? Or all three teams when he had them at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Mm-hmm. I, just I just find that eventually when you've got a group um, of people, they all want it done a different way eventually, and it just leads to conflict because they don't always get along with everyone. Well, you kind of have to believe that it's in the, that everybody here has the best interests of the team. and Nobody is buying this football team to make money. Okay, if they are, they're stupid, and most stupid people don't get this much money unless they bought a lottery ticket. Okay, mm-hmm. fact. I mean, yes, there are some stupid people that have a lot of money, Donald Trump, and but mm-hmm. as a rule, they're not going to go off and buy this. They're going to go play in some big boy sandbox. This is not a big boy sandbox. There's no prestige in owning a CFL team. None. No prestige. You can't go sit around the water cooler with your billionaire buddies and say, I own a football team. They go, oh, yeah? Who? New York Jets? And you go, no, uh, like the Montreal Alouettes. And they go, ah, <laughs> fuck, are you serious? No, I, I, I don't know. There's no prestige in owning a CFL team, especially the Montreal Alouettes. So they're doing this for other reasons, and that's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they are, and it's honorable. But right now, Andrew Wetnall with Deep Pockets, stick around, buddy. Your dad's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, anybody got anything else to say? I think we covered that one. I'm just glad somebody said something because I didn't know whether you guys were still online or not, or I was. We're here, yep. At least I am. I, I hit when I took go talking away for 10 minutes, and I, I've been all got hung up on. That's um, happened to me, too. <laughs> I know. It's it's so embarrassing. Uh, the CBA negotiations began this week with the side, with the sides calling the talks positive. The PA are apparently requesting guaranteed contracts. Do we think this is something that could happen? Okay, well, first off, yes, the talks started this week, and yes, there is something positive that has come out of the negotiations. But contrary to what some people out there say, it is not a minimum wage salary of $70,000. It is not the salary cap moving up. It is not anything else. We have months and months of negotiations before we even get to start talking about money. What probably has happened in the first day is they get the paperwork out of the order. We have agreed to talk on Tuesdays, okay? So every Tuesday, these guys are going to sit down and agree. So this is something that they agreed on. So when they go, your CFL senior, the PA senior advisor goes before the cameras and said, yes, we've had some very positive conversations in our first day of meetings, and we've come to some middle ground. Well, yeah, they've agreed to meet every Tuesday. This is not something earth-shattering that everybody thinks it's going to be or at this point in time. It's just not happening. 
this early in negotiations. If anything, maybe they agreed to um, some form of protocol for concussions, or they agreed to, and even that I think is too would take too much conversation to agree to on the first day unless everybody is totally on the same page. And, and they, they haven't even got the page written yet, so it's impossible for that something like that to have been done. They've just agreed to meet every Tuesday. And, you know, that's I'm just throwing that shit out there. It could be just about anything. Or they, they've agreed to the color of the tablecloths. I, I, when you're day one of, of what's going to be a three-month negotiation, you're not agreeing to anything major. It's just not going to happen. Will, you negotiate tons of contracts. Do you agree with that? No, I agree with Kelly Bale. What's that? <laughs> you agree with Kelly Bale? Oh, yes, sir, 100%. You guys On purpose? Were my entertainment. You guys were my entertainment this afternoon. Thanks for thanks for thanks for playing. Uh, no, I I think uh, with every situation they start off they start off small and build. Okay. Yeah. Get the get the little things out of the way. And what colors the tablecloth? Right. Don't talk about the things that are really important. Okay. Until the end, it's that simple. That's how it always goes. In my get world, the easy anyway. Stuff out of the way first. Yes, get the stuff that nobody cares about, and then you have to do the hard-ass negotiation for the money, and for health care, and guaranteed contracts, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So, so yeah, I agree with you 100%. They didn't talk about money. I guarantee <laughs> you, they didn't talk about money. Okay. No. Those, no. those are the hard lines. That's things. the best way to piss everybody off in negotiations to end. That is correct. That is correct. Right, right. Day one, both sides walk out is not a good sign. You know, that doesn't no, not go at all. well. Not at all. <clears throat> it's, the, it, it's the glad-handing, smiley, hi, how are you? And yes, we'll agree to buy pink underwear for all the players in the CFL. Stuff like that, okay? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. I think uh, that's too big of an expense to agree on day one. Well, I think pink be, underwear yeah. for the league. Can you imagine buying pink underwear and like quadruple extra large? That would be expensive. Okay, kind of like the ones I wear. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on, that's expensive for an entire team. You know, we're talking about fifty players, and, and you can't just have one pair of underwear. You'd have to have like at least two, and times nine teams. That's a lot of underwear. That's a lot of money. Chris, what's your thoughts on negotiations? Were you ever part of the PA? No, no, no. I never really had a contract, so I was just PR. Um, I mean, yeah, they, 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 it was, po- it was positive because they both entered the room, nobody swore at each other, and they left happy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably as po- positive as it got. That's essentially what I took from it. I, I, yeah. I mean, we'll hear when we hear, but there's no way they got anything serious right away they never do so what's your opinion of uh, guaranteed contracts um i don't think it'll happen i uh i think it's just too high of a risk to the league to to guarantee what you'll see is maybe a discussion around um 
a percentage of guaranteed. But I mean, I don't. That already happens anyway, so that's on a team-to-team negotiation basis, in my opinion. But as a blanket yeah. policy that they have to be guaranteed, I, I just I, the team's not going to agree to that because that's just too much of a risk. It really is. I mean, it sucks for as a player, but it is what it is. It, I mean, there's no changing it. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not. If you get hurt, you get hurt. It's part of the game, and they can't pay you for the next five years. Um, you know, it's bad enough when coaches do it, but at least then that's your decision as an organization, right? Not as, and you don't choose an, an injury, so. Uh, yeah, but you, you know, it's it's one of those things. If the guy's not playing for you, why should you pay him? I mean, I remember that the Canucks paid um, Luongo for like ten years while he was down in Florida. They're still paying. Yeah. Him. They're still paying for him. You know, like that's yep. ridiculous. Well, on the your Islanders. Team. Can you imagine if he came back and beat the Canucks in the playoffs? Yep. And, and the Canucks one. paid his salary? Like, come on. No, it's stupid. I mean, this is absolutely that's the one that I. That's the one that I was going to bring up, Chris. The New York Islanders and um, uh, Rick, Rick DiPietro. He hasn't yeah. played in probably four or five years, and they're still paying him, I think, for another nine years after this one. So well, they're idiots for signing a contract with that length of time without an out clause. I, I think I, don't feel I think I, for somebody that does that. I think I think guaranteed contracts ruin the NHL. To be honest with you. Yeah. Same with no trade it, clauses. It does yep. too, because those guaranteed contracts, whether that guy's playing for you or not, counts against your cap. Yes. So yeah. you've got people on your cap that aren't playing for you. Uh, the, 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 all that does is handicap teams in terms of uh, what they can do. Yeah. Or worse yet, you're paying him, and he's playing for another team. <laughs> and beating you. If I, if I had a guaranteed contract, I'd play video games all day long at work, okay? Mm. Pretty simple. Sorry. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, especially if it's a nine or ten year contract. It'd be kind of stupid not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you do anything? No. Whether it work or not, they're going to pay me this money. Point. So. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it, it's ridiculous. There's no way that we're going to have guaranteed contracts. I think it's actually ridiculous that after Labor Day they're guaranteed. You know. And, and I'm taking the business side of things as opposed to the player side of things because that's what I do. But, I mean, if the guy doesn't play football for you, why should you pay him? If, if the guy comes in the locker room after Labor Day, flips the coach the bird, and refuses to practice, you have to pay him for the rest of the season? Yeah. Yeah, you put him on a six-game injury list so that it's not part of the salary cap, but you still have to pay him the money. Yeah. One other curious thing with all this, why is the CFLPA negotiating in the media? Well, I don't think they are. This is the head of the CF, one of the heads of the CFLPA saying this is, we're already saying this is what we want. Shouldn't he be just saying that to the league, not to reporters? 
that's a typical tactic of the of, of player association. They do it all. Every league does the same thing. It's a PR battle at that point. I can, I, I, I see I'm what liking the, what the I CFL agree with you, by the way. Yeah. I like what the CFL is saying. Absolutely nothing. No, yeah. they keep their mouth shut. Yep. <clears throat> They're just... Oh, well, and the other thing they negotiated today was they're going to meet in a different city every week. The next meeting is in Winnipeg. Really? What is this, a yep. traveling road show? So they can get closer to the players. Pourquoi? Huh? What? They can, they can get cl- closer to the players from the various teams that have what, stayed what, here. Why? I don't know. But, uh... But don't the teams just send representatives to wherever the meetings are? Like, does it matter? I don't get that. That doesn't matter. I don't either. I'll see if I can find the link. Yeah. That just just a, me, a to me, that's just a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just have it in Toronto where the league offices are. I don't know. Why. Not I don't a, get that. This is not a combine or, or a fan thing. I mean, no. you're going to go negotiate and... Why don't we just put it up on C-SPAN? We got just a comment here. We got a couple comments here on Facebook, actually, on the chat. People are well. A person is chiming in. Morgan Tyson. Uh, if contracts are guaranteed, then no way the cap will go up. Well, I don't. I, I don't know if that's true. Does one does one connect to the other? I'm just try, trying to figure out how one connects to the other. No, I think the contracts are going to go up regardless of what it is. I still say the contract, the cap is going to go up about one one point two to one point five million dollars this year. That's my expectations, basically because I do believe they're going to go to a seventy thousand uh, dollar a year minimum wage. That doesn't seem unrealistic, and I didn't see anybody in the league actually saying they hated that. And if you bank on the fact that twenty five players on the team are at least getting minimum wage. That's up another $16,000 per thing. That's $400,000 alone per team. So the cap has to go up that just to cut, raise the minimum wage um, entry-level salary. If, if it goes up higher than that, or <clears throat> not, not the minimum salary, sorry, then you expect all the people in the middle to make a little bit more money. So you're going to have to give them another, you know, another 20 players in there. That's going to eat up another half a million dollars, so we're looking at 900000 and now you're looking at, at okay, all the, there's at least two QBs that have jumped their prospective salaries by about three hundred k. so to me, that would put it up at a 1.2, just, just to be realistic. And yes, I know everybody says that BC blew the cap already, but I think that they have already anticipated the cap to be going up to at least a million dollars. I think a million two is realistic. And uh, with the top end of a million five, I don't think we've seen the, the, what this cap's going to do. And I'll guarantee you that all the, the GMs already know about it. They know mm-hmm. exactly where the league is prepared to go. And we've just discussed this before. So yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't I've see had, how I've... the cap going up would be tagged on to guaranteed salaries. I don't see where that makes sense. Go ahead, Will. I have a great idea. I, I found yeah, a, wait, rating, a ratings winner. Let's televise the CBA negotiations. 
I'd stay home from work and watch that, okay? I guarantee you. I've often thought that was a good way to help get labor negotiations in sports uh, moving, because if you televise it, then people can flat out see exactly who's um, being serious and who's just screwing around. But Absolutely. Okay. Charles? Yes? And taking that that philosophy of yours there, they they televise Parliament. Well, that's true, but you... Okay. You have, could have, have either party or... It, <laughs> I, I was going to say, on, with Parliament, you know exactly who is screwing around and, and not being serious. The answer is all of them. All of them? Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I brought up C-SPAN, right? Because well, C-SPAN, you typically broadcast the American Congress, right? The whole thing that's going on now with Trump and Russia. And that's where you go check out that news. It's amazing the amount of grown people who are voted to the office just act like complete and utter children. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> Sad as it is, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know if broadcasting the the CBA negotiations um, would be beneficial to the negotiations themselves. Might be entertaining as hell for us. And yes, will I probably would stay home and watch it too, or at least be watching it in my dozer. So um, yeah, I, I think it would definitely be entertaining. I'd be happy with that. Yep, but. Anyhow, anything else? Anybody want to talk about this negotiations going on? Chris, you have any insight? Uh, no, I already went. You already went? Yeah. Well, we're just yeah. kind of bashing things around in the circle yeah, right now. I just posted that thing about the CFL going back and forth. They're actually going to alternate between east and west coast to accommodate all members of the negotiating teams and as a gesture to acknowledge the CFL spans across the country and the CBA is important to every team in every city. Yes, they are. So quit fucking around and get it done. So they were in Toronto. That's my philosophy on this. They were in Toronto. They're going to be in Winnipeg. Then I guess they're going to go to Ottawa. Then maybe BC. what? Does somebody need frequent flyer miles or what? I don't know. It's confusing. Ah, okay. Okay, I'm done with the PA talks here. Unless anybody has anything bad. I'm good. We've gone around a couple times. <clears throat> Let's see them happening. It makes no sense. It's illogical. Understand the players want them. I would love a guaranteed salary where I am. Not nobody is, unless you actually have. Anyhow, never mind. I'm not going to say nobody is. I know there's one person in here that has a guaranteed wage for the next five years. Four, four and a half. Ah, and now that free agency is basically over, do we have any different opinions of the state of Ottawa? Red Blacks. Wow. Why? Is this because Santino wrote an article? 
don't talk about Ottawa enough. Is that it? Well, it's not so much that. It's just that there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the last few weeks that I tried to fill the agenda. Mm. All right. No, I'm good with that. My internet yep. sucks. I got nothing loading here. Okay, despite free agents to kick off less than ideal fashion, Ottawa. Yeah, you think? You lost just about everybody. You lost your running back. You lost your quarterback. You lost your left tackle. You lost your number one receiver. And you got Jonathan Jennings. Big thumbs up. I like Jonathan, but you know what? Hey, may or may not be a good thing. What's your thoughts there, Charles? Ottawa Red Bulls, uh, are they going to be competitive this year? Uh, uh, my opinion, no. I think they're going to suck. Uh, they've lost too many key pieces. They lost their starting quarterback. They lost their starting running back. They lost their probably their number one receiver. Uh, I don't see a whole and their lot left of tackle. Uh, hope. For, and their left tackle. I think their offense is going to be horrible, and that's not a slight of Jonathan Jennings. He just doesn't have any uh, – He's got well. I guess he's got the one. He's got Sinopoli still there, and that's about it. And I don't know. I just see this as a. Um, I don't see them as being uh, competitive. I really don't. I think that they're. Um, uh, they really took a hit, and I think it's going to be a long, long year in Ottawa. I just. I don't have any hope for them at all. Quite frankly, I think of all of the teams, I still think they're the undisputed loser in. Um, free agency, and I, I, I see them in the basement in the East. I really do. I think really? Montreal's going to pass them. Yep. Mm, interesting. That's not good because I still think that this franchise is fragile. I think that the, the, their fans right now are really excited because they've been in the Grey Cup three of the last four years, and they're, 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 they're backing a winner. And if all of a sudden they're in the basement and miss the playoffs, how many of those fans are going to walk away? Actually, I see them sitting number two in the East is where I'd put them. But let's move it. Will. Mute your mic. We can't hear you. Did you say Will? I did say Will. Um, you know what? Here's, here's, I, I've decided that this year I'm going to cheer for Ottawa. Because the players, they need it. Well, we don't hear you well. Can't hear them. Your mic is not working. Whatever, however you're doing it, we're gonna just mute you off. The... Can you hear me now? That's ah, better. that's wonderful. Yes, much better. Okay. That's how will we know? I was gonna say. I, I've decided I'm going to cheer for Ottawa this year. They're going to be my favorite team in the East. Okay, and what's going to happen is is Jonathan Jennings is going to bring him back to the promised land. Okay, and after that, he can write his own ticket. Just like we've been saying all these years, he's a good quarterback. Let's see what happens. Because in that article, it says Jonathan Jennings is going to wrestle the starting job away from Dominique Davis. Well, Marcus Crandall could start and beat Dominique Davis, okay? Because he's not a very good quarterback. Sorry. Um, 
they'd actually be better off if they hired Drew Willie as the backup, okay? So Did that um, come from hope, Will? Yes. I hope Ottawa I hope Ottawa does well this year because I, I do think they are fragile. As but a don't forget don't forget the first their first season they weren't very good either, were they? No, I they weren't. They but that were, took, no, you know, there, there was a lot of anticipation in that being the first year and everything else, and nobody anticipated expected them to do anything. But then the next year they end up in the Grey Cup. Well, that yeah. expectation is pretty bloody high now. Well, yeah, but hey, we'll see. And don't forget the stadium's not that big, and they always get lots of people there. So hey, who knows? Maybe they'll never let that franchise go away again. But we'll see. But no, I mean you got to be optimistic about the team, and don't forget, it doesn't matter if they have a great team; they're in the East. Okay. Yeah. A couple of lucky games, and and they could be right up there. So. No, that's a good point. You know. Yeah, a mediocre I mean, team right now is making the playoffs in the East. Yes. Sub five hundred mediocre team. It may not even be mediocre. You could still be a bad team and still make it in the East because everyone else is bad. Yeah. Chris, jump in. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I've been listening to you say that uh, you don't think they're as bad as everybody thinks for the last uh, couple weeks, and I think you're converting me a little bit. Um, they stink on paper, but paper's paper. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it happens all the time. So, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I I think that if Jennings can work his stuff out and we see him like he was a couple of years ago and they find a couple of American receivers and, yeah, like, I mean, if, they, if they've embraced the next man up philosophy, maybe they got some stuff we don't even know about. Maybe they weren't worried about losing those people. Who knows? Um, what they've got up their sleeves, and and again, it's the East, like we've all said, and it's it's they don't have to be great; they just have to be good, even semi good, fine, <laughs> and they'll be okay. Um, but yeah, I, I can't argue with anybody about them stinking on paper. I mean, they lost free agency; they don't look good on paper, but that's not how football's played, thank God. And uh, we'll see. I, I I'm. Not maybe going to be cheering for him as much as Will is saying, but uh, but everybody likes the underdog story a bit. Uh, they got to be better than Montreal. <laughs> got to be. So I yeah, think they just I'm, have to I'm, put the uniforms on the right way around, and they're better than Montreal. Yeah, like they still got talent there. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I think that's that's what football what makes football exciting. I mean, they could be a ragtag bunch that come together and click right, and Jennings takes off and we're uh, we get a show so i'm uh, i'm I, i'm not going to write anybody off except for maybe montreal here's an interesting statistic here from Derek taylor jonathan jennings red zone passing numbers the last three years okay this is when everybody said he sucked okay 29 touchdowns and two interceptions in the red zone Pretty good, pretty good production. Huge well, and that's production. way better than, and that would be way better than Ottawa did last year. So, 
Because they weren't very good in the red zone last year. No. Sure. Yeah. 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 How many of those stats are um, from that year he threw for 5,000 yards, though? Does it matter? It does if you tail off significantly in the next two like he did. Well, I understand that he did, but it, it's a comparison between touchdowns and interceptions that everybody yep. says that he's an interception machine, including yourself. He is. Okay. 29 touchdowns and two interceptions is very good performance inside the 20s. Because he's going from inside the 20s. It's the between the 20s where the interceptions go. No arguments with that. None. And let's see if he's matured enough to deal with that. Because a lot of players can. I'm not writing them off. I think they're going to be a lot better than what... I mean... Hell, they've got a quarterback. We've seen Jonathan Jennings perform. We know that he has the ability to move the football. Who does Montreal have? We can't even say Manziel anymore. Probably their best option is Pip. They got the Pipper. He's still a question mark. He's still a big question mark. Huge. Huge. And not to saying that um, James Franklin in Toronto is any better. you got three teams out in the East Division right now that do not have a glaringly obvious starter at the quarterback position. One that you could build a franchise around. I'm saying that about Jonathan Jennings. No doubt in my mind. He is a big question mark in Ottawa. I think he's going to come and perform a lot better than he did the last couple of years. He has to. Otherwise, he's not going to be there. He doesn't have the talent at receiver, though, that he had in BC. Yes, he still has Sinopoli. That's true. But after that, he's got Ryan Lankford. Yeah, I know. And But yeah. the season hasn't started yet. Oh, no, for sure. It's all on paper right now. But on paper, like they replaced Sir Vincent Rogers with Philip Gagnon, who's coming off major knee injury. Yeah, but so Gagnon's that's, a, uh, hope he stays a great old lineman, right? Mm-hmm. How's it? You know, three hundred eleven pounds, and you're putting it onto a bad knee. Yep. Yeah, they did sign Caleb Hawley, which I do like because I think he, he had a decent season, if not actually saying a good season in the shit show of Saskatchewan's offense. Yeah. He did play well with them. Yeah. But you look at who they signed, and Chris could be right. They could have some guys that we've never heard of and that kind of thing that step up. But when you look at who they lost and you look at who they replaced them with, it's going to be a tough slug. Without question, I'm not saying that it's going to be a cakewalk for them. I'm just saying I think they're better than the rest. Well, it's the East. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be that good. Anyhow. Charles, what's your thoughts on this one? On Ottawa, I already went. I said I, I, I thought they weren't gonna. I didn't. I don't like Ottawa. Oh, that's right, too. You were the first one that went. William, 
Yep. Jump over to William here. What do you got, buddy? I already went as well, remember? Yep. Oh, shit. Who hasn't gone? Or are we moving on? We've all gone. We've all, We've gone. all gone. Hey, we're out of here. The group trying to bring a CFL team to Halifax has reportedly committed. That was not me. It wasn't me. Will, do you have that up? Will. Have, have what up? Yeah. You have the panel up. Way to go, buddy. No, me? No, I don't have that you. I don't believe you. <laughs> Somebody did that. The group trying to bring a CFL team to Halifax has reportedly committed $60 million towards a new stadium. Will the government come to the table with money as well? Incorrect statement, Charles, did you make this up? Uh, going by what the, the um, what should we call it, the article. Okay, hang on here. Let's bring up the article. It says that they have $60 million for the project. That does not mean they have $60 million for the stadium. It means that they have $60 million that they're prepared to put together to put a football team in Halifax. Uh, okay. A lot of that I, money is going what? to be spent on that. uniforms. It's going to be spent on administration. In fact, I don't think they have a penny for the stadium. No, not as of that's, yet. They don't. Okay, but, then that's but my they, mistake. They, I, I, I missed part the of article. What they're, part of what they're saying is that these guys have sixty million dollars. Yeah, which is a good chunk to, of coin. As opposed to the last guys who tried this who didn't have a penny, according to Randy They had 12 bucks. Yeah, right? something like that. They had $12 or $14 or something. These guys have got $60 million. They're serious about putting a football team in there. No doubt in my mind, they're committed to it. They have money. They, they have all sorts of things. But nowhere in this article does it say that they have a penny towards the stadium. That is correct. Yeah, my mistake. That's my okay. typo. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that before we get into yep. this. And, and you know, $60 million is going to build you a football team. Okay? But, it, I mean, if you bought BC Lions for 20 to $30 million or something like that, you're buying a lot of things, you know, the training facility, all the equipment, you know, all of this stuff. But it's all used. So you're getting it at a discount. These guys are not going to be buying it used. They're going to be buying it, you know, new stuff and stuff and everything else. So yep. the price tag is going to be cost more. I think by the time they get the uniforms and all this stuff and put the equipment managers in place and all of the personnel and desks and phones and pencils and paper and everything else that it takes to run this thing, that $60 million is done. I mean, they've got to get paper clips for how many desks? But, yes, Will, you're 100% correct. This is $60 million that the last organization that tried to put a team there did not have. And more power to them. But they do not have a stadium. And if you do not have a stadium, you do not have a football team. Don't understand why people can't relate to this. It's a tough one. What did you get out of this article, Mark? pretty much what you had said. It is money that's for everything. 
the biggest issue they still have is with like with the article too about should the government give them money provincial government i have no problem with whatsoever if the province None. wants to give them money if the city wants to give them money they better not touch the feds well it's not whether or not they touch the feds it's whether or not the feds come to the table well that's what now, i mean it might they that's been not. back and forth and said that that's not going to happen but that was yeah. under stephen harper that's not under this justin trudeau who seems to throw money around like candy canes at a Santa Claus parade. Um, it's a possibility, but I don't understand why the people, the federal government, the people of British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, anywhere else in the country would support a, to spend money to build a stadium for a for-profit corporation that wants to put a sports team in there. Yeah, when we were talking about it earlier, I think it was earlier today, actually, on the Let's Talk CFL page, um, Kelly was saying, well, Vancouver got the money for the Olympics. And there's a it's slight, not a football team. There's a slight difference between the Olympics and the Halifax Schooners or whatever they're going to be called. There's not a yeah, slight I mean, difference. It's a fucking massive difference. Yeah, like just that comparison just made no sense whatsoever. Um, the feds don't need to get into this, and if they do, I figure every team that's built their own stadium should go and say, well, hey, where's ours retroactively? Yeah. If you're paying for one, um, you got to pay for them all. Yeah, it's, it's discrimination if you don't. That's right. It's true. Okay, now I have a question for you. Would BC Place have got the upgrade that they did if the Olympics were not held in Vancouver? Not a no. chance. No chance in hell. No, there would have been a wrecking ball into that building because it was collapsing. Yeah. Same thing with and Montreal. And that probably, that probably would have been the best thing for the BC Lions. Because then they were because they were at the time they were talking about build, building a stadium out by um, the old A United Auto Wreckers in uh, Bridgeview in Surrey, Lower Wally, right where the SkyTrain Bridge is. I don't yep. know if anybody knows what I'm talking about here, but there was a huge big piece of property there that was a just a a multitude of auto wreckers that was closed down, and they were talking about moving the uh, Playland. P and E, and um, building a stadium for the football team there, and that was that was actually going ahead until we got the Olympic bid. I wish that had happened. God, do I wish that had happened? Oh yeah, I do too. But anyhow, water under the bridge, milk, milk, all sorts of sort of little metaphors. Ah, uh, do 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 Any anybody got anything here, Chris? Any comment on this? Halifax um, getting a football team. Do you think that we're going to get an announcement at the end of the month? We're looking for an update from the 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 buyers group or the the group doing this now, known as the Schooner Sports and Entertainment. Um, they're going to give us an update at the end of the month. Is it going to be positive or negative? Well, I think it's going to keep revolving around the stadium, and, and until that happens, what else do they have to say? I mean, it's it's great that they have the money for a football team. That that's great, and in, in all series, 
seriousness, then yeah, I mean that that's a positive sign. But where are they going to play, right? And that's and I mean even then, even if they break ground, how many how long is it going to take to build? And uh, yeah, I I haven't shut the door on it, but. Like I said, and like everybody has said, until you see a stadium, it's all just talk. I mean, you're not going to spend that $60 million on a team until they can play somewhere. So it's great that they've got serious investors, but show me where they're going to play. That's when I'll get excited. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. And one thing I want to – I'm sorry, go on. Go, Go ahead, Charles. Well, one thing I'm going to just say is that I've seen more than one person jump in on this, and it's annoying me because it, it, people don't really get it. People keep saying, oh, look at the stadium that the BC Lions had uh, when they were renovating BC Place that they built for like $14 million and stuff like that. This is obviously someone who had ne- obviously did not go to that stadium. I did. And yeah, it looked good on TV, but it had portable washrooms, small portable washrooms. There were not any proper concessions. They just had a bunch of food trucks. It was held up by scaffolding, which short-term, fine, that might last. That's not going to last you a long period of time uh, for a stadium, not scaffolding. Um, Sorry, that's not an answer. People keep pointing to that. Stop pointing to that. That was a temporary stadium that was not a long-term fix. So don't keep it, pointing to that as an example. Granted, it was a great environment. Oh, sure it was. And it, I enjoyed it, it because... It was a great environment. Was, yeah, and I liked going there because it was... Um, um, I liked doing the um, the outdoor games and stuff like that. And that, that I enjoyed. But at the same time, the parking there was atrocious, by the way. Uh, it was not any long-term fix, and we knew that. And it may have looked good on TV. It was not. Uh, it was not exactly a picnic, even though when it was there. Yeah, it was not. Uh, if the BC Lions stayed in that stadium, I would not have continued with my season tickets. No, no. Plain and simple, I would not have stayed. I'd gone home and watched it on TV. That stadium was inadequate in every aspect of it. It was. The only thing that it did fare well on is environment, is like atmosphere. It, we were closer to the players. We were closer to the t- field. We were closer to everything. In fact, I, we had front row seats, and it was almost too close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. William, open the mic up again now. You can go. What do you have to say about this? Anything interesting? Uh, I already I already went. You know that. Come on. Not this but time you okay. didn't. You know what? I, just thought you, I, I thought you guys were just talking about McMahon Stadium there for a minute. <laughs> it's It's done quite well for all these years. So, but, you know, but no, I mean, of course, the biggest thing in Halifax is they need a is they need a stadium, and they also need a quarterback. But we know that the minute they get a franchise, Kevin Glenn will sign there, so they'll have a quarterback, right? It's pretty. Yeah, simple. but does he get so, released before training camp? Well, yeah. maybe. 
when when <laughs> when when Halifax decides to uh, sign Henry Burris. Okay. Anyways, um, but no, they need a stadium. It's that simple. You can't you can't you can't do it unless you got a stadium. I don't know who's going to commit to that kind of money. Because don't tell me there's that kind of money out there. But no, we shall no. see. And, and you we know, their, their stadium costs at $190 million, and they're saying that they can build it for around 130 Right. They're on drugs. That seems like they're a low figure to me. If they're going to do this for under $300 million, I am shocked. Do, do, you realize, do you realize on any construction project I work on, I spend most of my time writing change work orders. And what a yes. change work order represents is more money and more money and more money. Okay? Yeah. So, there you go. It's a fact. It's They're not going to build a stadium for $130 million. Regardless of how size it is. They might be able to get one for like 20 or 30 people for that. But no, no. Halifax is a dead issue. It's been dead since the beginning. Why do people want to keep trying to make this work? Why don't we just put a football team somewhere where there are football fans? Or someplace that's got money, like Ontario. Put it. Stadium, no stadium in Ontario, London. Yeah, I know they've got three already. Give them four. Anyhow, okay. What's going on, Chris? Did you want to say anything on the stadium? You like the stadium, don't no. you? No, I did actually, but uh, but yeah, build me a stadium. They'll build a build it, and they'll come. <laughs> Yeah, it's just maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. it doesn't always. We don't work guarantee that way. on that. This is not a Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> That's make believe. What was I thinking about today? The other day with this Disney. Hmm. I was comparing something with the Jamaican bobsled team. Hmm. Huh, never mind. Okay, I'll, it'll come to me maybe. Uh, do people complaining about the ticket prices for the Grey Cup need to calm down and stop making a big deal of this? Well, what do you think of the price of Grey Cup tickets in your hometown of Calgary for this year? Well, four hundred fourteen dollars, isn't it? Four hundred ninety bucks a ticket. Uh, my tickets are my seats are four hundred and. Thirty-nine dollars a piece, I think, or were they three eighty-nine a piece? I can't remember. I just I paid the invoice two days ago, so um, you know my thoughts on that, right? And I, I guess I could repeat myself. I don't go to the Grey Cup for the stadium. The most important thing for me at the stadium is the green carpet and the guys on the green carpet. I could care less if I was sitting on metal seats with no back and no concession stands and no anything. I would still be there, okay? And it doesn't matter. It's an annual event in Canada. 
I don't think that's ridiculous price-wise. I don't care if it's at McMahon Stadium. You're not paying for McMahon Stadium. You're paying to go to the Grey Cup, which is the biggest football event in Canada every year. Okay? And, you know, all the whiners out there, if you don't want to come, don't come. Good point. It's pretty simple. Okay? People are whining about things left, right, and center. I even heard this week they're whining about where they're going to have all the festivities. Well, they're going to have all the festivities on the Stampede Grounds, which I think is a great idea because everything is right there. Okay? And all the events are going to be, all the venues are going to be there. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It's not near the stadium, but you know what? Edmonton's last year wasn't near the stadium either. So, nor was when I just people people just like to complain for the sake of complaining. And like I said, if you if you're not true football fans, you don't want to come because it's McMahon Stadium, then don't come. It's that simple. Go ahead. Charles, you going to Grey Cup this year? Are these tickets a downer I'm, to you? No. Um, you know, I, I the tickets last year weren't exactly cheap. It's not like they were, like, uh, they are more expensive ticket-wise this year, but not substantially. Uh, it is more expensive, but you know what? There's still, you can still get in for, like, 119 bucks, which still... For a, a, a national championship football game, um, it's still pretty good. Uh, go down in uh, the U.S. and go to, like, the Super Bowl or even the NCAA uh, national championship game down in the States. I guarantee you you're not getting in for $119. So while it is, they are up, you also got to think of it that apparently they're not going to be adding any seating to McMahon Stadium, which means they have uh, a smaller attendance. So they're probably trying to make up the difference. I think we talked about this last week. They're trying to make up the difference um, with uh, maybe a bit higher prices there. So while it's not a um, while it's not a complete and utter um, uh, big deal. I mean, people complain, complain, complain. Like Will said, if you don't want to go, no one's forcing you to. Uh, my guess is there'll still be enough people that will want to um, go that will sell out the stadium. I don't think there's any danger of that. And really, you got to think of it. You're paying not just for the game. You, you've got the whole weekend. You've got the whole festival and everything like that. So while it is, uh, you know, pricey, uh, the Grey Cup's always pricey. So, I mean, while you're complaining, um, like don't go. But um, I, it's not a huge thing. I think it's not a big deal. If you were to pay... $119 or even $439 for a ticket. That's yeah. the cheapest part of this trip. For me Quite to like, go there, yeah. to fly to Calgary, to stay in a hotel, to do what anything else, that's 400 bucks is nothing. Cheap. Yep. Their problem. Can't get over this. Okay. Actually, for me, last year going to the Grey Cup, the cheapest price was the airfare. I got an awesome deal. Yeah. You should have got a good deal in the hotel since your wife works at a hotel chain. 
I didn't stay in her chain. That's the problem. That is a problem. Yep. Stay in Mark's hotel chain. Then we'll get a discount. Mark! From somebody who works in a hotel, you're not getting a discount around Grey Cup Week. It's not going to happen. Even even a basic employee rate, they're going to laugh at you. Hotel rooms go from 208 to 408 in a second for something like that. So, um, But you are right, Christopher. It's not the ticket price. Yeah, the ticket prices are steep. But it's a smaller stadium, like Charles said, and it is the cheapest part of the week. You've got three or four nights of a hotel. You've got either airfare or gas. If you're going to drive, like if I go, I'm going to drive. Um, you know, you got the gas, which is probably cheaper. It might be cheaper than the airfare right now. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it is what it is. It's an expensive thing. And you want the CFL to make money. This is their big money-making week. Yeah. About yeah. a 12-hour drive for us. Hey, if the Jets make it to the Stanley Cup final, I'd have to take out a second mortgage on my house. For one game. <laughs> yeah. You you don't have so, to worry about that, Mark. Sorry. Oh, yeah, trust me. I, I was going to say, I agreed. <laughs> You're not going to get an argument out of me on that at all. But now, I yeah. saw a picture the other day that the, with the plaque that said that there's still hope uh, for the Oilers. <laughs> And then it was in the garbage can as they were leaving the stadium or the arena. I thought that was funny. Priceless. There's still hope. No, there's no hope. It's in the toilet. Okay. Will's right, too. If you want to go watch the football game, you're going to pay the ticket price, and you're going to go watch the football game. Yeah. And if you can't afford the football tickets, you can't afford to go to Grey Cup because there's just way too much going on that's going to spend money on it. Stick. Stay home and watch it on TV. We need ratings. It's not a bad thing. We're not telling everybody to go to the game, okay? We need TV ratings. TSN has to make money. <clears throat> okay, moving on. I'm going to watch the time on the, on the thing because nobody is uh, the host. 45 minutes left still. Okay. Um. With his playing days behind him, do we see a coaching job in the future for Travis Lule somewhere in the CFL? Before this year, I would have said 100% he was going to be the quarterback coach for the BC Lions. Now we have Drew Tate there, and we have Devon Claybrooks as the head coach. And Drew Tate is like his friend from Calgary days. I don't know if he's going to get displaced for Travis. I don't think there's any loyalty in this organization for Travis Lula anymore. Nobody. There's going to be new owner to go with it. Possibly. Maybe. We have not heard anything on that. I don't know if there's a future for Travis Lula in the Vancouver area. And I don't think Travis Lula is prepared to put in the time and effort for the little bit of money that a coach gets somewhere else in the league. My bet is if he's not a coach in BC, he's not a coach in the CFL. Not yet. Not after making the money he did for the last couple of years. Coaches don't make that much money. 
like he's going to have to start off as a receiver coach or running back coach or something like that. You know, he's not going to just jump into head coach and do a Matt Dunnigan. <clears throat> that didn't work well anyway, so that's probably a good thing. Probably well, a good thing. Charles, yeah. Charles, what with is happening with Charles? You have to pay your dues. Is he going to be in the CFL? I think at some point we will see him, Coach. I don't know if it's going to be right away. Uh, I could see him, you know, being more of like an ambassador for the BC Lions for a year, maybe two. But I yeah. think um, at some point, whenever um, – who's the quarterback coach now? It's, it's uh, Drew Tate. Uh, yeah. When Drew Tate moves along, I think Travis Lule, if he wanted, could be uh, the heir apparent to that. Now, maybe he – goes in first as a receiver's coach at some point or a running back coach. I don't know, but I, I definitely could see, uh, I definitely see Travis Lule as a guy that can um, be a, a coach. I think he's got the ability to be a coach. Um, so certainly I'm not ruling it out. Um, I don't know if he will be um, – if he would take a job uh, anywhere else, um, I think he wants to be in, in B.C. If a team gave him a, a good enough offer, he might. I don't know if he would or not. I don't want to speak for him. But I do think at some point he will um, be a coach with the B.C. Lions. I don't know when it's going to be. I just think it will happen. Agreed. What do you see this happening as, Chris? Well, maybe maybe he can go cut, uh, cut his teeth at uh, a lower level, use sports or high school or something, keep busy for a while and, and learn to coach and then move in. Or if he wants to stay in B.C. Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. They seem mm-hmm. to be picking up coaches from other teams like J.C. Sherrick. Yeah, but if he doesn't want to leave BC, that's fine. I mean, like I said, there's there's other levels. I mean, you, you still have to learn how to coach. Just because you played well doesn't mean you coach well. Oh, agreed. Agreed. So there's nothing wrong with him taking a job at U Sport level. I mean, UBC, UNBC, uh, or even at the high school level. Yeah, like, I mean, there's lots of opportunities. Why not, instead of being an ambassador for BC, do that? and And then – move up when Drew Tate moves along or when that, when that call comes or whatever. Uh, I, I think he's going to coach. It just, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he, he ends up this year or next year. Cause I, I, yeah, made I it think, clear I don't that that's think he's ending he up anywhere this year. I, no, I think with this new management cap and they pretty much got all of their coaching staff set in glass, it, it, you know, they're not going to get anybody else. No, but I mean, maybe if he tries something else, like a, a U sport or a high school, or you know, like I mean, yeah. if he if he wants to do something this year, it, he might end up somewhere, and and it's not going to be a waste of time. So, if he wants to coach, prove it, right? Go go earn some stripes. What the heck? Yeah, no, I agree with you, one hundred percent. Anybody got any insight? We're going to go to Will because we haven't gone to Will yet. You know, um, you know what? He, he he's like everybody else. He's got to pay his dues once again. And how yeah. do you do that? You start. You start 
where you get to start. And lots of guys don't start at the pro level. They go and do something else for a while. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess that's what he's got to do because obviously BC is not loyal to any of the old guard anymore and they're not going to be loyal. Sorry. And uh, we'll see what happens. But once again, I think it's a mistake to take somebody who's been in your organization and, and was the main person in your organization to let him go somewhere else and get comfortable because he may not be back. Yeah. You mean like J.C. Sherrick just did in Edmonton? Right. Or in Calgary, shall we say. There you go. <clears throat> I mean, I still think that's the biggest bonehead move Edmonton made this year. So you should have offered him a job as a ticket guy or something, for God's sake. You don't let a guy leave your organization who's been there for 10 years. No, no, not as loyal as J.C. Especially, especially, and there's the key word, especially the guy who's been as loyal as that. But I mean, and, you gotta, and, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feed your family, so you go where you go. It's that simple. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree, a hundred percent. There. I, I'm not blaming Sherrod for this, but you know, the same thing. Travis turned down QB positions at other CFL teams. That's loyal. Mm-hmm. Some people might not see that as loyalty, but I do. You, if you think about and, it, you think you think about Calgary taking on J.C. Sherritt. I mean, they're going to have a young linebacking core this year, and uh, this guy's played middle linebacker for ten years in the CFL. He knows lots. Let's face it. I don't know why Edmonton wouldn't have offered him something. Agreed. Chris, you're a football coach. It's going to happen with Travis. I already went on this one. I'm the one that Did suggested you? he's coach at – Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the one suggesting right. he's yeah. coach you're at right. the you're sport. Right. You're right. You're right. I, I'm sorry my let head's just, not in the game let me here just, tonight. Let me just clarify something for everybody. CJ got a year older today, so – He's, you know, getting older, so that's all I have to say. I got that old timer's disease now. Mm. Foggy, foggy head. Go! Mark, I know he hasn't gone. No, I have not gone. And I won't actually be too past long. my bedtime, so you know, okay. <laughs> I won't here. be too too long on it. But if he wants to coach, he could coach at any in any team in the league as a running back coach. Even maybe as a quarterback coach, but definitely a running back coach. Let's face it. I've watched what they do, <clears throat> and he, he easily could do that with his football IQ. He's smart enough with football, and he's written everything down over the years. So oh, yeah. there is part of him that wants to be a coach, obviously. You can see that. He's a student. Of but the I league. don't think there's a position available for him in the CFL this year. Not this year. Not this year. No, it's t- everything's taken. Yeah. It'll be next year, and who knows, he could be in negotiations with somebody right now. There are two or three teams that haven't named their full coaching staff yet. So who knows? There could be, but it, it'll be next year, if anything, I think, though. 
his wife may be saying, you know, take a year off. You've got money. You've got businesses. You know, you've got investments. Let's just take a year off. And then he'll go from there. And if it's yep. American college first or whatever, then it is. <clears throat> it's up to him. If he wants to be a coach, I think starting near the bottom, he could easily be a coach. Well, there's a good football program in Bellingham at Western Washington. Yep. And that's only that's only a 20-minute drive from his house in Blaine. Exactly. So, yeah, if he wants to coach, he can coach. Okay. Let's move us along. Ricky Ray still, still reportedly mulling over the possibility of returning to the field in 2019. Is there any valid argument for Ray to return? I've, I've brought out many valid arguments as to why he, sh- he should or could come back. He doesn't want to be the guy who left the field on a stretcher. He doesn't want to be the uh, Jason Tucker you know what I mean? He doesn't want to be that. He doesn't want to be known as this the guy that yarded off on a stretcher to never return. I understand that. I understand the fact that he still has some football left in him. And let's face it, that was a fluke accident. He rammed his head into the turf. I mean, somebody tombstoned him. Um, it's not... Is that going to happen again? Well, maybe. Doubt it. But it's football. You don't know what's going to happen. Should Ricky Ray retire to the best interest of his family? Possibly. Does he need to work an extra year because he needs more money before he retires? Possibly. He's a football player. You know, that doesn't mean that they've done really well with their money. Not saying they did. Not saying they didn't. But there's a lot of reasons why Ricky Ray should come back. There's only one reason why he shouldn't come back. Well, it's actually more than one reason. It's his girls, his little girls. They deserve a daddy that can talk, that can put bigger than four, uh, two-syllable words together. <clears throat> and you don't know what's going to happen in the future. He's been concussed too many times. My thoughts. What are yours? Charles, go. Uh, I personally don't think he should come back. I don't. I didn't think he should have come back last year. He won a Grey Cup two years ago that kind of came out of nowhere. That was the perfect time for him to hang it up, go out of the winter, and comes back, gets hurt in the first game. Uh, thousand percent direct, buddy. Thousand percent yep. correct. You are. Yeah, but quite frankly, and I know it's hard for athletes to retire. I get that. I understand that. But I mean, he, you said he doesn't want to be the guy that goes out on a stretcher. Well, if he comes back this year, there's no guarantee he's not leaving the field on a stretcher again. He's getting older. He's got injuries on this, injuries on that. Sometimes you just gotta say when. And he's been a he's a Hall of Famer. He's had a great career. He's had a great cup. And I know the way he left last year was not the way anyone wants to leave their career. But 
think of it this way. You don't want to go, come back again for one more year and have an even worse injury. You don't want to be the guy that came back, hanged, held out too long, and then you get injured again, only it's more serious. It, the, the injury he had last year was serious enough. Um, I don't think Toronto, to be honest, even if he wanted to come back, I don't think Toronto would be interested. I can't see anyone other than Montreal being interested. Maybe uh, uh, the Riders. But honestly, if I'm Ricky Ray, I'm thinking about it. Is it really worth it for one more year? Does it is it really that big an issue? If I'm Ricky Ray, I'm saying sorry, I'm out. There's only so much a body can take. So if it's me, uh, I just I think it's time for him to hang it up. But I mean that's my opinion. He's going to do what he wants to do. But personally, my opinion is uh, it's time to go, walk away. <clears throat> What's the difference between Ricky Ray and Zach Caleros? Their age. The, Ricky Ray's a whole lot older, but does that Other mean that, anything? No. Zach Caleros has never Caleros finished probably, a complete uh, season. He, sh- he should retire too. I said that. I said a couple years ago he should retire. He's the, uh, I know. I agree. I'm yeah. not arguing with that, but I'm just saying he's back. He's got a contract. He's the number one starter. Mm-hmm. Why can't Ricky Ray come back? Well, I, he can come back. That doesn't mean he should. Yeah. Well, you know, want to see Ricky Ray in an Argos uniform or any other uniform? This is this is getting this is getting really old. Okay, this is is. getting really really old. Okay, but I'm not going to put it on the agenda. He should retire. (laughs) Period. He should retire. Thank you. Like right now. No problem. The only the only place he should play is in Calgary because they might have an offensive line this year. You never know, and he could probably stand back there and throw passes. And I know CJ would say, "Well, then they'll win the Grey Cup for sure this year," but he should retire. They would. He jammed. He jammed his neck on the turf. Okay. I mean. it's it, the writing is on the wall. Give it up. Motor on down the road. Hopefully you saved your pennies, and and just give it up. It's that simple. That's all I have to say. Mark. Yeah, like everybody else, I'm going to say you know it's time for you to retire, Ricky. But I've said this since I last year. I didn't say that. Yeah. No, I've said this since last year. He's coming back. Yeah. I think I, he is. It's not a money thing. It's not a it's not anything but an ego. He's a football player. I don't care what anybody says, he's got an ego. All professional sports athletes have an ego. It's just part and parcel of it. He wants to come back. Like you said, Christopher he left on a stretcher. That is not going to be the last memory we have of Ricky Ray from his side of it. He is coming back. He's just taking his time. He could be in negotiations with Toronto. They may not want him as a starter. I don't see him playing as a backup. I just don't. 
I can't see him being Kevin Glenn. But I do think he's going to come back. Okay, hang on. If you if you are Tim Pop, okay, and, and I don't wish that on anybody, and you have the choice between McLeod Bethel Thompson, James Franklin, or Ricky Ray throwing the football to your receivers, who's starting for you? Well, you can't just you, – you need a health diagnosis before you do anything on Ray. But if he gets a clean bill of health from the doctors, obviously you go with Ricky Ray. That's obvious. You go with Ricky Ray. He's now the yeah. – he's the starter of this football team. No question yep. about it. But like the article says, they're waiting for a clean bill of health, and it's not coming. Nope. It's not whether or not he's mulling over whether he's going to play or not. He wants to play. It's whether or not the doctors will let him. And if you're not healed up by now, you're not healed from up. last June, what's going to be the miracle between now and then? I just think his ego is driving him to say he's coming back. Yeah. Chris, football player, were you okay when you decided to hang it up? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, every player's got to come to their own decision about it. And, uh, I mean, uh, there's going to be times where you miss it, and there's maybe even times when you regret it, but uh, it's, it's it's so personal and individual. Nobody can tell somebody when to, when, when it's time. And, and, and it's not whether it's logic or not, it's however you make that decision. And until you're ready to make that decision, you can't walk away from the game. You have to be prepared to do it. It's like quitting smoking. <laughs> I don't know what else to prepare. You know, you have to be ready to do it. And, and the first year away, you're going to miss it. And you're going to, you're going to crave it and want to be out there. Um, but you know, your body knows when it's time and you know when it's time and, or when it makes sense for you. Um, and yeah, I I just I, uh, I he puzzles me because I I would have quit after the Grey Cup, but um, I think that what we're going to see is what you guys discussed already. I think that he'll come back if he's allowed to, but I think that he's going to be forced into retirement for medical clearance. I really don't think he's going to get cleared, and that's why that's he hasn't announced thing, it. If he can even get cleared. Yeah, because I, I think he's going to be forced into retirement because he won't get medically cleared before the season starts. I can see his wife phoning the doctor and saying, <laughs> if you clear him to play, I'm going to come and cut your nuts off. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you I, know, I, I think I seriously see yeah. that. Yeah, no, and, and but that's it. Like, his wife's never going to talk him out of it. His kids are never going to talk him out of it. He's got to come to that decision himself. And unless you do, you'll never be happy. And, and he's got to make that call. And obviously, he's one of those guys that's wired that's, that's to not quit that way. And I, but I, I, I don't think he gets medically cleared. I really don't think. Because as you said, if he doesn't have it by now, and that's what they're waiting for, then there's not going to be no miracle. It's not going to, you know, I, I just don't see him getting miracle. But if he somehow miraculously does get cleared, I, he plays. I don't think there's any doubt he he's your starter. Yeah. You'd have to. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Well, of course. And otherwise, he would have announced his retirement already. He's waiting on his medical clearance. 
how how could you leave Ricky Ray on the bench and start James no, I, Franklin? No, if he's going to play and you're paying him to play, he's on the field. Period. Yep. Do, okay. Now, if you're the Toronto Argonauts, do you restrict his duties? Do you do you no. put the other boys, the young boys, in there more on the short yardage plays? Not necessarily the one yard plunges because they would be in there anyhow. But do you do you, do you bring these guys in a little bit more often? No. If he's medically no. cleared and he's there to play, he's your man. You you you, you, you play football. Yeah, you hope he has the great cup season where he doesn't get hit or hurt. I think we all wish for that. Yeah. Okay. Accolades for former Stampeders running back John Cornish. How does this work? As the NCAA has unveiled the John Cornish Award to be given to the top Canadian player in NCAA, that's happened for a long time. Because I think the guy who just won it has won it two years in a row. Is that not what the story is? No, I I don't think anybody's won it yet. I don't believe so, no. Okay. Sorry, it was sorry. It was um, it was uh, awarded last year because it was won by Nathan Rourke, quarterback for the University of Ohio, who's from Oakland, yeah. Ontario. And he's so won I it guess twice. This is the second year. What? It, because we got an article up there that says that Mark posted that says congratulations to Ohio Bobcats quarterback Nathan Rourke on taking home the Cornish Trophy. Most outstanding Canadian in NCAA in back-to-back years. It's the second year of the tr- of the award. Second year. The of inaugural the award. winner was Nathan Rourke, and he's a nominee again this year. A nominee, or he actually won it. Nominee. It, 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 according to this article here, he won it. I'm three quarters of the way down the article that Charles just posted that yeah. Cornish is quoted in and everything else. The inaugural Cornish winner was sophomore Nathan Rourke, quarterback for the University of Ohio, and a nominee again this year in 2019. Yep. Right, but why is why is this uh, article that or this thing that I've got up there saying that it? Um, Okay. Local NCAA player wins John Cornish Award second year in a row. For the second year in a row, the John Cornish Award was given to the top Canadian football player at NCAA, was awarded to a local player. The second year in a row, Oakville's Nathan Rourke has won the award. It's probably just a later article than this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This I mean, this is an older article this morning on Hamilton Sports. Hey, uh, Christopher. Yeah. Christopher Jones. Yes. Um. There's no, there's no Andrew Harris trophy in the NCAA, is there? No. Doesn't, doesn't that mean John Corners is the best Canadian running back ever? 
No, that just means that John Corners even played better, in the NCAA. Even better than, and Andrew even Harris better than played Andrew in Harris. the uh, BC Juniors. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? He, did, he didn't Doesn't play it? in the NCAA. Well, yeah, but he didn't play in the NCAA, so that means he can't even carry John Corners' bag, right? Okay, sorry, just saying. Okay, so no. he just won this yesterday for the second straight year. Oh, <laughs> did he? Okay, cool. Because I, yeah, I, I, I thought the front runner was the kid. Hours ago. I thought the front runner was the kid from Abbotsford, the uh, the uh, receiver who plays for Notre Dame. He finished third. Did he finish third? Okay. Yes. Nathan Rourke won, and then second was uh, somebody named Chuba Hubbard, who was a running back for Oklahoma State. Mm. And actually, those two finished tied in point with 51 points each, but Nathan Rourke ended up winning the award because he had more first-place votes, 6-4. to four. Okay. I'm just reading this here now. Good for him. I, I mean, he, hey, thing, yes. the kid yeah. looks like a pretty good quarterback down in the States. It, it would be nice to have him playing ball up in Canada, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, but he's, but he's Canadian. He's not going to play quarterback in Canada, sorry. No, because we don't, we don't do that. Deep sigh. I don't know what to say about that one. Okay. I mean, good on him, and you know, and good for yep. John Cornish to have an award named after him. And if if he actually instigated the award, right? Most awards are created because you donated a bunch of money to something to build a trophy. Once, it, if there's a trophy built in your name, it's the the award goes out. So maybe John just took a step up and bought a trophy and said, "This was a good idea, and I want to name it after the John Cornish." Actually, the reason the reason they came up with the award is because there's more and more Canadian kids playing NCAA football. So that's true. Yeah, and and good on them, and I I'm impressed that they are. And now they're getting recognized for it. Okay, so before we jump to the last article, which is funny, um, what do you guys think of all these uh, foreign players that are going to be coming to the combine? Was it announced that there's like four or five of them from Swiss, uh, Sweden coming? Yeah. Coming to the yeah. national, they they get to jump. They jump out of the uh, avoid the regional con, uh, combines and they get to jump straight to the national combines. Are we wasting our time? I don't think so. I mean, uh, you got to give them at least a chance. Obviously, I don't think they'd bring these guys over for nothing. So if um, these guys can, um, if these guys, they feel these guys can play, give them a chance. See what they can do. <clears throat> well, I can, and I remember where my Jamaican bobsled thing came in today. Um, it, it comes back to, we've got a, um, I'm part of a, a horse club where I was just the past president and I resigned because of conflict between a bunch of people. Anyhow, besides the point, it's irrelevant. Um, they keep wanting to send people to the world championship in Europe to ride horses. And it's embarrassing that our 
people go over there because they're just they're nowhere near the caliber of the people who do this day in day out day in day out when we do it over here as a hobby okay so and i was comparing it to the jamaican bobsled team except for walt disney's not going to make a movie about these guys and that's kind of the way that i see this thing too you know it's it's okay but you know Come on over, look at the combine. Don't have great high expectations. Don't expect Disney's to make a movie about you. Any thoughts on this? Send this one to Will. Well, uh, I think you should look under every rock for football players. And obviously, we're doing that. They better be big rocks. <laughs> well, obviously, they're doing that. Um, you don't want to miss the next great one, do you? If there is one. You never know. You never know. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I think agree. It, I, think, not... I think it takes away... I, I, I don't know if... Because they're coming to the combine, does it take a spot away from a Canadian kid? And if well, it that's does, the, that's I'm not, a big question, isn't it? That I don't like. Uh, yeah, I don't like that either. Because um, you know, it is the Canadian combine. So, I mean, you don't see the NFL letting these guys participate in their <clears> combine. <throat> so I'm kind of torn. But then, on the other hand, you might you might miss a star. Who knows? There's 18 players confirmed for the national combine. 18. Yeah, right now there will be more than that. Yeah. Why don't they just have their own combine? Then you're not yeah, taking roster spots or, or positions away from the Canadian guys. It's a PR move. They want to bring these guys over so the media can see them. Yeah, and I that's agree. Just and that's what I'm just wondering too: is are they Uh-oh. adding 18 spots to the combine or not? Or are these like they're not going to take 18 Canadians? spots away from Canadian players? That's not going to happen. I would there'd, hope be, not. there'd be a huge uproar from U Sports. Yeah, exactly. And there Have you looked team. at the t- names of these these teams? The Helsinki Roosters, Potsdam Royals, Berlin Rebels, gets better. Um, the Marburg Mercenaries, Porville Butchers, Schwashbisch Hall Unicorns, Stubbing Spiders. Would you like to be known as a spider? Some of those names have fit right in with a league that had nine teams and two of them with the same name. Yes. <laughs> they still all beat the Pelicans like the <laughs> team in the NBA. Don't rather be a spider than a Black Panthers. Go ahead, Chris. I'd rather be a spider than a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. But I can tell you, I'm actually really excited to see the four fin guys come, the fin- the four finished players. 
Really? Why? Because oh, I'm Finnish, and I'm only first-generation Canadian, so my dad immigrated mm-hmm. over. Okay. Then that's valid. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, they can be some pretty big fins out there, because I'm not too small. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they're not. I. It's just one of those things that wasn't a culture of theirs growing up. The intuition, the instincts aren't there the way that they are with people who were born with the football in their hands. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, realistically, I only played football for uh, six years before I was at that level. So, you know, sometimes it it doesn't take long. Right, and trying to keep you as my friend um you didn't make a team either did you no no but but i you know they can hang around and maybe they can learn it and you never know right there are people that are naturals at it too israel adonis but either way i just yeah i just i would i think it's going to be interesting to see them come and do the combine it's not like the combine actually shows you how to play football how many people don't test well and they're really good football players, right? So, oh, agreed, agreed. You know, so it's not really a big deal for them to come and try it out. I mean, the, the one and ones will be interesting. That's about it. But I mean, heck, sure, bring them over. Why not? Let's have some fun. It'd be something they can tell their kids about. <laughs> yeah, and you never know if there's a diamond in the rough. You, it's, it's happened before in other sports, so you never know if you find somebody. Yeah. You can't certainly well, rule it out. Hang on here, hang on here. I got a. There one guy on here. There was, I've got somebody here saying that um, one of the players was uh, drafted by the Vikings in the sixth round in 2016 and spent three years on the practice roster for the Vikings and the Bengals. There's mm. talent to be found. Hmm. Yeah. No. Sometimes it just doesn't work out, and you go back home, right? And who knows? Who knows? And it happens to a lot of kids, regardless of what country yeah. they started with. But I, I guess, if anything, it actually gave me a reason to watch the combine because I wouldn't have. If, I mean, I, it's not something that really overly interests me. But I'll probably watch it a little bit to watch the Finn guys. <laughs> there you go, mission accomplished. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, on both sides of things, right? I mean, they're they're having they're getting the people from Finland going to be watching this with yep. massive anticipation, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So you know, it, it's bringing excitement on both sides of the lake. And you got to figure Germany's the same, and all the other ones. You know, like there's more than coming. So, yeah, what the heck? Why not? And I mean, I, there's no way they're taking away spots from Canadians. Let's be honest. I mean, that's not going to happen. They're inviting these guys to participate. I mean, it's just thrills, right? So what, they go an hour longer so they can have 18 more guys in there? Like, it's not a big deal. Pretty much. That's pretty much what we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Last one here, last one up. CFL connection to the college bribery scandal as former 
Saskatchewan Rough Riders, David Sadu, was one of the people charged in the case. Do we care? And why are we pointing? What makes it so important that this guy at one point in time was a Saskatchewan Rough Rider? Are we just picking that out because we love picking on Saskatchewan and they're just a great team to, to you know, because they're always doing some shit wrong, whether their players are being arrested or being charged in a scandal or bribery or tempted murder or whatever else. Are you, do we just feed on this? Are we just like media hounds in this aspect of things? I don't, I don't see why it's important to say former rider. Why can't we say former CFLer? You know, I'm not trying to defend the riders in any way, shape, or form, but I think they knew enough shit wrong that we don't have to make stuff up for them. It's just my my take on that. Mark, what's your thoughts? Yeah, pretty much the same. I saw it when three down put it out. Of course, it was three down. And, you know, you automatically gravitate to it, because, especially as a Bomber fan. Oh, what did a rider player do now? I I don't know if I've even heard of this guy before. Uh, it's it, it ranks up there in the I really don't care category. I got a kick out of it because it's a rider, but other than that, it's whatever. David David Saidu steps down as CEO of East West Petroleum in wake of U.S. college scandal. This is this is ridiculous. Now, I don't think this has to do with him going to play football, does it? It has got to go to some school because he paid too much money for them. Correct. Yeah. And and I said this earlier today, today to Charles when we were talking about this. Um, you, you donate $2.5 million to Harvard. Your kids got below average grades. His SATs are terrible. And he ends up going to Harvard. I don't have a problem with that. Your dad just bought you a spot in a university. You're paying money to get there. What I do have a problem with is this $2.5 million donation to Harvard shouldn't be tax deductible because you are anticipating something in return. You're anticipating an enrollment of your son into the college or university. But I don't have a problem with buying, people buying their way into a university. Who cares a shit, man? It, it, it's always been who has the most amount of money. You know, the golden rule, who has the most gold makes the rules. I, I don't see where this is relevant. Chris, I'm going to bring you back in. Yeah, I really didn't even read this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's so low in the priority scale, yeah, no, I kind of got busy a little bit at work and stuff, and I saw it. It, it went by the radar, and I just kind of went back. It's in the states anyway, so who cares? I, I just, you know, like it's one of those things where it's been like that forever down there, and you know, 
Like people don't, uh, they watch the movies and they, they get this idea that you don't, you, you could go through and as long as you could play football, you didn't have to write your tests and you could, didn't even have to read and write and stuff like that. And it's like, that's not Canada. Never has been. You have to be a, a student first in Canada. That's yeah. why we were so far behind them for so long because we, you had to be a serious student or otherwise you weren't playing football. It was totally the opposite way around. So yeah. Doesn't you couldn't happen pass first. Unless so. you're done. Yeah, no, you're. It was you had to be a student English first. English 101 was a tough to. course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I always yeah. thought that all was pretty funny because it's the same thing. There's no such thing as a full ride in Canada. The scholarship only usually pays for your books and your tuition, not for your housing and food. So. Yeah. Yeah, or the fancy cars or whatever else they give you to play football. Yeah, no, it's we're so different up here, it's not even funny, so I don't yeah. usually pay attention to the college stuff very much. No, neither do I. Will, what's your thoughts on this one? Is this a scandal? Is this something that's justifiable? Does it really matter? Why are these people being arrested for this? You know what? If I give a school $2.5 million as a donation, my kid better get a priority better be on their priority list. Sorry. Right. Don't you think? Absolutely. Why else would you give them the money? But at that you point, don't have a problem with that, do you? None whatsoever. Okay. I mean, none whatsoever. I'm sorry. If you have the so money, well, you're going to why are people being it. arrested? And not only arrested, but the FBI is showing up at their house in the middle of the night. With guns. Which just blows my mind. I mean, are you telling Can you tell me that this is not the biggest thing that you've got to do down there? You've got nothing, no bigger criminals? I guarantee you, this has been going on forever, since the dawn of time. Okay? And it's going to continue to go on. Absolutely. And bottom line... I really don't give a shit. I, I mean, <laughs> like, who cares? I don't, like, I don't have cares? the button. I can't give you the bell. I don't have the button either. But who cares? Like, who cares? Somebody's really? got the button. I got it. I mean, I mean, they pay they pay football players in the states to go and tell the gardener when to cut the grass, and they give them money for that. Okay, so yeah. like all this shit goes on because. Bottom line is we're talking about big money here, okay? These schools make big money for all of this stuff. I got to wrap the show up, guys. Okay. Got to wrap it up here. This is Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 313. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we've been talking football for the last two hours, and I'm running out of time tonight. So we're going to meet you next Thursday night at the same time, and we're going to do the um, podcast chat just to see if anybody else wants to pull along. We got thirty seconds left. Say good night really fast. Chris, go. Good night, everybody. Mark. Good night, everybody. Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks good for listening. Talk. Talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Take care, and you guys have a great uh, St. Patrick's Day. Take care. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.